Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Guess what, y'all? You know what time it is. It's those guys. We're back again. XO Sports Talk Radio. We are live again on the air. This is episode number 14. Today is July the 22nd. 2021 what's up my fellas yeah what's going on how's everything what's up man what's up what's up what's up man we we're missing malcolm tonight man he's vacationing man you know uh in the caribbean i don't know i don't know but he's enjoying man so malcolm what's up man we miss you tonight man no doubt no doubt bring back some fried shrimp I'll deal with the um, cluster all later. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. That's uh, fine. Yeah. So, at this time, Exo Sports Talk would like to thank you for your support. We are now on all streaming platforms. Please feel free to post any comments and suggestions on how we can improve the show. And we also take criticism too, folks. If this is your first time watching or listening in, please subscribe to the channel and tap the notification bell. Please continue to tell family and friends about the show. And once again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Definitely, thank Thank you. you. Thank you, thank you fans. We appreciate you guys. And on that note, Terry, I'm just gonna I just want to touch on uh, sending our uh, EXO Sports Talk would like to send our heartfelt condolences out to Germany, um, all of those who are dealing with the flood devastation over there and the loss of life. Our prayers goes out to all of the families over in Germany and the Europe uh, countries right now. And we, um, we're praying for you um, that you guys are able to recover uh, we're praying for you, your families, and all of your loved ones at this tough time right now. Um, Exo Sports would like to send our condolences out. For sure. Yes. Indeed. Truly, our hearts go out. Brian. Yes. How about that WNBA All-Star game? Uh-oh. Oh, man. It was spectacular. <laughs> it was spectacular. It was. Yes, People it who was. did not see it, you should watch it. Go back and watch it. It was a great show. WNBA put on a very good um, uh, event for the fans. Um, Players put on a a show. Um, So it it was absolutely something you must see. And I got to give them their flowers for that. Um, Just to go through a couple of things that I did see that happened. Um, The team WNBA. Uh, won the game. Score was 93 to 85, beating Team USA. Uh, Arike Ongobali uh, won mm-hmm. the MVP. She got yes. uh, 26 points in that game, uh, 10 of 18 shooting, and she was in straight Mamba mode. She was first quarter. <laughs> she was <fourth>. balling. <laughs> and yeah. they, that's something that 
I think people who should watch the game just because of that, uh, NBA players as well. I'm not even going to tell them. Yeah, but listen, absolutely. It was competitive. <laughs> it was competitive, right? All four quarters. Yeah, all four quarters. No gimmicks, none of that. They were going hard. <laughs> going hard. So hard it was a time. great show. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to give one other person some accolades, and that's uh, Allie Quigley. Uh, she won the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is her third time. Scored 28 points on the final uh, round for that. Yeah, but she she's, was a, she's a shooter. Sharpshooter, man. She's, she's a shooter. She's a, I need some tips, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm still working on my jump shot. Man. I'm still working on my jumper. Huh? Yeah, even still at my breaking age, glass. I'm still, still working on my jump shot. You know, that's gonna cost a lot of money. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. I think I seen some fifth graders, some fifth graders at a school ground. You can go play them. <laughs> now, one I, other I need thing, a I just want to give. Help me, some somebody, somebody, a sharpshooter, come and help me. I'm, Still working on my jump shot. Yeah, uh, you couldn't shoot with a scope, man. You could get it. <laughs> but uh, one last thing is I want to give uh, congratulations to Candace Parker for being the first female athlete to be on the cover of NBA 2K game. Uh, yes. Something that me and Terry play religiously. Candace. <laughs> but that's a big step. And that, that's a big step. That sport has just grown tremendously, and uh, kudos once again for them putting on a great event. Yes. Uh, that's Absolutely. awesome. Candace, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, the Olympics. No fans at the Tokyo Olympics. Athletes are beginning to test positive for COVID, along with the workers behind the scenes. That's something we really don't um, think about, but they're testing positive. We know that the uh, the Olympics have started with some some sporting events, but should they shut down the Olympics? I mean, until two thousand and twenty-two, Terry. I'm going to go with you first. Well, my thoughts on it. Um, I'm going to say yes. Um, just right now, uh, I think you have, what is it? At least five, five countries, maybe six. Uh, I know the USA has had some athletes, um, that have had to withdraw because of COVID, um, Great Britain, Czech Republic, Mexico, um, South Africa and, uh, Australia have had athletes as well that have had to withdraw. Um, and I, I believe the rule is, is once you test positive, that's it, you're out. So I guess my major concern is how is that going to affect the events um, that are going to be going on if, if more athletes test positive? Um, how do teams or how do countries compete? You know, so my thoughts on it are, I think maybe waiting another year would might be the best thing. Uh, for the athletes, as well as the host country. Mm. And Emerson? Well, um, I, 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 have, I have a lot of concern. Um, I, know, I know we've come a long way with the vaccines and so on <clears> and so forth, as far as um, opening up different countries and states and events and trying to get back to normal. 
But with these, with this mass outbreak um, that we're seeing now, um, particularly at the um, Tokyo Games, um, I think it's a, a major concern right now because not only are the players um, and the athletes, and as you stated too, um, Aaron, uh, some of the workers that have to work and provide services to the athletes, they're going back and dispersing back to their families after these games are over. And a lot of these uh, players are returning back to their countries. So now are, are, we, are we back to 2020 again, where now possible shutdowns of uh, various uh, country borders and uh, so on and so forth, uh, travel bans and all of those things. And we'll be right back to where we were. And we've come so far right now um, thanks to the vaccinations um, that have we've been provided with, um, so I, I, I'm just I'm just really concerned right now um, because it's it's every day that the, the cases are going up, the cases are going up, and I understand that we had to put it off, and but right now it looks like I'm agree with you, and maybe it should be till 2022 uh, so that we can really get a hold on this this vac this vaccination um, process and this vaccine. Um, be able to let everyone be safe. And I think safety is the most important thing right now. Uh, how about you, Brian? I agree with both everything uh, Emerson and T said. I know initially I had um, wanted them to proceed with the game. And I know we was texting during the week and we was talking about they was reporting a couple of more athletes for uh, tested positive and Tia reported our me and T was texting back and forth and I was like why are so many people getting tested if they're in a bubble and he made me aware it wasn't like uh, the process the NBA had where players or athletes come to the event two weeks or a month before they quarantine themselves and then the bubble is somewhat secure mm. it seemed like they were just arriving there i'm not sure how long they have to stay quarantined or if they are quarantined but the process seems to not be working well and i'm just like emerson said these are humans they have families they're people so you just want everybody to be safe so looking at it now um i hope they can proceed but i wish now, if I could do it all over, I would say I wish they would have postponed it to another year. Yeah. I wish they could have postponed it to another year. And I always have this conversation with Emerson when it comes to fans, owners, and companies. It's about the money. Always and <laughs> it always comes down to the money and they're already businesses are going to lose as much as 850 million without fans for the Olympics. You're talking about Tokyo spending over billions of dollars to build this arena. Now you've got the money in hand from the sponsors. Mm -hmm. They're not giving that money back. 
They yeah. got that money in hand right now. And these businesses and <laughs> the sponsors of the Olympics are not giving this money back to the businesses. They're like, we got it. The show must go on. Yep. yep. And Wu Tang say cash. Yep. Rules everything. <laughs> and also, <laughs> you don't hear the fan, not the fans, but the athletes saying, let's hold off until next year because they can't do that. And baseball, basketball, football, and soccer, they all have a contract. So if they play, they get paid. They in sock in, in the Olympics, you got to get a sponsor to cover your expenses. So it's nothing's guaranteed the next year. So if you go and break an ankle or you, you jam your shoulder for the, the, the event that you're in, your sponsor says, eh, I'm out. Eh, you're not going anywhere. Hmm. NBA, baseball, I got a contract. <laughs> Whether I break my ankle or not, you still got to pay me. Yeah. Pay me. Yeah. In the Olympics, hey, we're here. Let me see if I can get that gold medal so I can cash in. So I think you, that's why you're, to me, you're not hearing a lot of the athletes being more vocal saying, let's hold the Olympics off another year. They've got a lot of money invested in themselves. Yes. So. And, and um, Aaron, I, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, and I understand all the training and the hard work and the sacrifices and the days beyond sacrifices that none of us on this panel can understand what an athlete has to go through to train <clears throat> to get ready for this event. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the Olympics comes every four years. Um, and I understand the disappointment that they're feeling right now. But we are in a national world global crisis. And I am I'm more concerned about the returning of athletes going back to their countries after mm-hmm. spending this time here in Tokyo. Um, what's what's that's gonna what is that gonna look like um, in the in the coming weeks? And we understand all of the new variants that are now on the rise, the Delta variants and so on and so forth. I'm not a medical expert or anything. But I think we need to uh, look at those things um, when the athletes return back to their countries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 concerning. I mean, um, I I believe CNN reported the other day that uh, one of Tokyo's top public health experts uh, kind of acknowledged that there's a bubble system in place, but um, there's a, appears to be already. Uh, interactions between the athletes and local people there in Tokyo. So his feelings on it is that it, this bubble system is kind of broken already mm. or it could even get started. Or it could even get started. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, oh, it's wow. unfortunate. Yeah. And um, you just hope 
Yes. That they can come out safe. Yes. From this. But I think the players and the athletes want to compete. Yeah. And you, you can't stop them Mm -hmm. because this is their livelihood. Yeah. And this is where they've put their heart and their soul into it and get out of their way because you're not going to stop them. But you're right. Um, You're right on that. They train for this and this is their opportunity to make lucrative uh, deals. Um, Like a, like a Michael Phelps or somebody. And, And here's, and here's another and just being thing. able to represent your country too. I, I yep. think uh, there's something that goes with that. Being able to represent my country at the Tokyo Olympic Games—that's something that you can carry with the rest of your life. So I, I, I understand all the things that are on all the cards that are on the table. But uh, like to, like I stated earlier, you know we're in a we're in a global crisis. And here's uh, another thing you're not promised to be good next year. Right. Right. That's the biggest thing. You are not promised to be good next year. Yep. It's you you never take that for granted. And it's like with them. This is my moment. Now I am at the maximum peak. Sure. And what about those athletes that are at the tail end? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Basically over. Right. Yep. They don't want to wait another year. Yeah. And so. and and the biggest thing is who's promised next year. Yeah, that's a... yeah, you're talking another four years. Yeah. No. Good job, guys. Congratulations, Italy winning the Euro Cup, defeating England. Italy. <laughs> that was a nail biter of a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel, you know, I I've got no skin in the game. <laughs> but England was up and yep. the, they were like, this is our time. And they lost. <laughs> and a lot of the fans in England were hurting behind that loss. Yeah. Oh, but, taking it on the chains. <laughs> oh. Congratulations, the, Italy. Yes, congratulations. But the Copa Cup, uh, <laughs> there is no don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Argentina Ar- said, no, Ar- I'm going to cry for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Beating Brazil for the Copa Cup. Congratulations, yeah, Argentina. Congratulations, congratulations Argentina. on that, so. Congratulations, Argentina. Oh, I don't want any fans in, from Brazil to get mad at me, so I'll let it go. Yeah, you let that go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, indeed. You know, uh, Major League Baseball teams in first place. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the Boston Red Sox in the American League East. I was looking at the stats, and for me, 
I think it's up up for grabs. Uh, and here's one here's a couple of reasons why. The Red Sox are ranked fourth in batting at 257, ranked ninth in strikeouts, 831. Their on base percentage is ranked fifth at three um, batting um, I'm on base of uh, three three twenty two. Toronto Blue Jays is ranked second um, with a batting average of two sixty four, ranked fourteenth in strikeouts at seven hundred and fifty one. On base percentage is ranked third at three twenty seven. The New York Yankees is ranked um, uh, fourth with a 236 um, in uh, strikeouts. They got it on. um, No, I'm sorry. Their on base, their batting average is 236. Their fourth ranked fourth with strikeouts of 854 with with an on-base percentage of 323. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays batting average is 231. They have their rank number one in strikeouts at 975. And their on-base percentage is eighth with 3.15. I mean, 0.315 0.315 on base percentage. I'm going to have to go with the Devil Rays. Okay. Or the Yankees. Not the Yankees. Or the Red Sox. Oh, okay. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You're not picking your Yankees? Right. I that's, am not that's a, picking. That's a big one. Wow. I am not hey, picking. I'll let you back in Yankee Stadium, man. Well, mm. I'm, you just got to keep it real. <laughs> okay. Where's the fight? Uh, Where's the fight in your team? Where's the fight? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Toronto Blue Jays, I, I feel they're another year away. And they're going to, they're going to come after everybody in the uh, American League East. Okay. The Red Sox, they're a solid team. They got good pitching. Starting pitching and a good bullpen. Tampa Bay, they've got good pitching. They've got guys that can throw that ball up there in the high 90s. But they're going to have to do something about their strikeouts. Because 975 is not a good number. You may win your division, but you're going to face another team in a different division where good pitching will send you home. And even if you do make it to the World Series, well, you saw what good pitching did. Sent them home for the World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sure. That's true. Terry, American League West Division, Houston Astros. Yeah. So right now, it, I, I have Houston kind of, coming out of that division and winning it, winning the division rather. Um, right now they're in first place um, with a record of 58 wins and 38 losses. They have a three game lead over the athletics right now. Um, 
their team batting average is actually number one in the league right now at 266. Uh, they're ninth in the league in home runs with 124 home runs. Um, they're leading the league in runs scored with 521 runs. Uh, the A's were actually predicted to win the AL West this year, but um, in their matchup, the Astros matchup against the the A's, they're nine and four versus Oakland this year. Um, they have six more games remaining um, to play each other, which actually is going to take place around the last two weeks of the season. Um, but I, I feel like the Astros have kind of secured their their spot um, over the A's. Um, and then you also have the Mariners um, that are only about seven games behind the behind Houston, but I just feel like Houston is hot right now. Um, they've got five hitters uh, that rank in the top 30 in the league, um, generating runs. Uh, their starting rotation or starting pitching leads the AL in ERA, and they have an all-star closer in um, Ryan Presley. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to them and say they'll be coming out of that division. I know there's gonna be a lot of fans that won't be happy about that, but that's what it's looking like. I gotta keep it real, as you say. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, how about the Mets, everyone? I'm going to start this off with Emerson. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. The amazing Mets. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I I want to see I want to see the Mets win. I I listen, I listen, they they're a team that when that city and that town gets behind them, listen, there's no turning them back. Um, they are a team that I think is going to be right there in the thick of things. They're going to hold on to where they are right now and they're going to they're going to make some noise all the way to the end if you think it's just another game with the Mets if you don't know by now you better ask somebody <laughs> um, I think they I think they definitely have the um, the ability to stay right there in in the National League East um, um, holding on to that first place um, but those Phillies are just cranking up don't you can't sleep on them at all Philadelphia is always a tough team that have come to play night in and night out. Um, Atlanta Braves, listen, they got a little a, a little window right there. You never know what they can do. We're right here, right after the All-Star break. There's so many things that can happen right now. Um, you got to put injury into the equation. You got to put, um, maybe they can bring up some of their players from the farm system that, that may be ready, that can give them some help or give them a push um, as we go further into um, for the postseason play, um, you know, the Nationals, um, I think they can make a run. I, I really I really do. You, you just never know what can happen after the All-Star break. All it takes is a team to get on a nice hot streak and you can see them emerge and we'll be like, well, hey, where did that happen? They, um, they're just on a hot streak right now and they're sizzling. Um, the Marlins, I'm not sure what's, what's going on with that. I think they're going to be doing some major moves at the trade deadline, trying to unload some players possible. Um, so look for the Marlins. Um, I'm not looking for them to do anything this year, but those Mets, 
Watch out. Watch out. New York, stay alive. <laughs> Terry? Uh, yeah, the Mets are hot, hot right now, um, as Emerson said. Uh, once my uh, my Knicks get eliminated, well, actually, this is the first year they've been eliminated from the playoffs in a long time. But once, I'll just say once the the basketball season is over for my Knicks team, I, I, I'm rooting for the Mets because I, I like to root for New York teams. Um, I guess it's kind of my uh, – so you're, you're a Jets fan, too? You like the Jets or the Giants? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> he ain't going that far. I'm not going that far. It, you know, I got, I got my Niners, but. Come on, man. We had the Islanders, too, New York Islanders. Yeah, they, were, you know, they were hot this year in the NHL Stanley Cup. This is uh, true. <laughs> but, yeah, the Mets are a hot team right now. Um, you know, I, I expect, and Philly's right there, as yeah. Emerson said, and I expect the Braves to make a run. But I, I I feel that this this is the year for the Mets um, to come out of there, and they also have the home run derby king and Pete Alonso. So yeah, they got they got they got yeah, a hot ball for them right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make the the guarantee. Ooh. Oh, the Frank Nalakina guarantee. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he said guarantee. guarantee. <laughs> we have to mark that one. <laughs> oh man, you're on tape, man. You're on tape. How about Brian? <laughs> Brian, um, the Mets playing well. Uh, they currently in first. Only thing that concerns me with them and the Philly, our Phillies, uh, will be their their home and away record. Uh, both the Mets and Philly, both are like ten games below uh when they are away looking at atlanta they play 50 50 home and away and if i'm gonna come with a dark horse i'm gonna go with atlanta i think the mets pitching is playing well but i think they're will they be able to hold up will they burn themselves out trying to maintain that lead so i'm gonna go with the dark horse and i'm i'm gonna take the Braves out of that. I can respect that. Okay. Okay. You know, the New York Mets owner came in. He spent a lot of money buying the New York Mets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he didn't act like the Wilpons, where that the Wilpons would spend money on certain players, high-end players, and they came to New York and they were flat. They were a bust. <laughs> that was that negative energy that the New York Mets had. This owner comes in, Steve Cohen. He embraces paying Bobby Bonilla almost a million dollars each year. See, I love the ideal of a Bobby Bonilla day mm. that I got to write him a check out. <laughs> Best contract in baseball. Best contract yes. in baseball. Yes. Maybe even some, some owners would say, you know, I, I don't want to discuss that. He's saying, yeah, yeah, I got to pay it to him. <laughs> Let's make a day out of it. I don't care. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla day. But it says 
but that changes the dynamic of the team because that owner is saying, I want to win. And when an owner is saying out in the public, I want to win, that rings through the organization that this man wants to win. Absolutely. Yeah. And the Mm -hmm. players say, okay, yeah, we got somebody that's got deep pockets that are willing to spend the money to get us help. Instead of going, well, I can't really spend this much money this year because uh, things are tight. Mm. That I got to buy a house in Switzerland. Mm. (laughs) But this guy is saying, I'm willing to spend the money. The Florida Marlins, I think they're doing it the right way. They got rid of a lot of high-priced talent. They were also in debt and they're cleaning up, but they're building from the ground up. They hit the reset button. Exactly. Ding. And they got the Yankees. Hello, Stan. Stanton. (laughs) Suckers. To talk about another day. (laughs) But the Marlins are doing it. They're doing it the right way. Three. Build from the bottom. And once that talent rises to the top, then you go get the veteran pieces that you need. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Phillies, I think they're they're overpriced with talent, and I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Yeah, I think they just I think they're just going to flatline. I don't think they're going to they will stay there in the hunt with the Mets, but in the end. I think it's still going to be the Mets to take that uh, division. So what do we got? Mets, Mets. I got uh, Braves. Yeah, you yeah. you took you took Atlanta, Brian. Because I, you know, I know why you took Atlanta. Because you get your peaches out in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Oh yeah. <laughs> Emerson, San Francisco Giants in the National League West. Listen, man, listen. My Dodgers are going to win that division. I know San Fran is leading the division right now by game or so. But listen, those Dodgers are coming. San Francisco, let me give, let me, let me, let me just tip my hat to them for a moment. All right, uh, my invisible hat. Listen, it's just a hard gritty team they come to fight night in and night out um they have always had a tough time with the dodgers that rivalry has been going on for years and years and i think they're going to duke it out it's going to be like a heavyweight battle going down to the wire my my only problem here in this division right now is the padres and they're just not going to go away quietly they have it all. They have it all pitching, hitting. They got a little swag, too, with them. Huh? The Padres, they got a little swag. But listen, it's going to be a tough-fought division all the way to the end between San Francisco Giants, Los Angeles Dodgers, and the San Diego Padres. Um, Colorado Rockies, I just don't see them doing anything um, this year to come into that equation um, to be able to compete with those teams um, at the top of the division. 
Diamondbacks, I believe they're just going to start hitting the reset button right now. They're way uh, behind the rest of the team on the pack. So I, I look, um, and, and you know what? See who's going to make some of those major uh, moves at the trade deadline, I think, is going to be um, impactful for this division. I know the Dodgers, they need some pitching right now. I, I know we need a little bullpen help. But um, you never know who can make that move. Who's going to make that right move at the trade deadline that's going to help their team and propel them over the top to be able to um, solidify that National League West uh, championship and move on to the World Series. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, the trade deadline is right around the corner. Everybody's looking for pitching. Everybody's looking for pitching right now. Let's get a starter. Let's get some bullpen help. So whoever can make those moves and they can fit that that player into their into their system, um, I think is going to be um, the missing piece. So, but I will not ever ever put my Dodgers down. The Dodgers are gonna win this National League West. You heard it here on Exo Sports. Mm. Sounds like sounds like a sad song. Oh yeah, it sounds yeah. like a bad TV commercial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, American League Central, White Sox, Brian. So being in first place, the White Sox, the team. I think it may have been like episode three, four, and we made our predictions. Mm -hmm. And you said, "Who's gonna come out of there?" And I said, "Who?" <laughs> the White Sox, uh, <laughs> and I remember hearing it was yeah, like, hmm, yeah, interesting. Yeah, 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 that's what he said. <laughs> he, he did say he said interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they are currently in first place. Uh, record fifty eight wins, thirty eight losses. Got an eight and a half game over Cleveland. Um, I like with the way they're playing right now, and the. Got a little bit of a distraction with the uh, Yerman Mercedes and LaRusso, which I would go into the story, but I'll yeah. let you look it up. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's just yeah. an interesting story. But they are in a good place right now um, with the trade deadline coming up. I think they could uh, look into getting another player. Uh Preferably, it may be a DH. Um, thinking the Twins may dump. Uh, yeah. uh, who's the DH for the Twins? I can't even think of it. Well, they, I mean, they, I think it's going to be just household moves. Yeah. yeah. So it, gonna be, you're going to see all kinds of fire cells. Nelson Cruz. That's Nelson what I'm Cruz. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that would be a good plug-in for them if they need it. But I don't know if the Twins would trade with them. But the price is right. Never know. And um, uh, so I, I think they, they're going to maintain that lead. And I don't think Cleveland's going to be able to catch up to them. So with that, that's who I'm going to that's who I'm going to take mm. and stick with it. Oh, hey, you're going <laughs> to stick with it? OK. All right. <laughs> my, my brother remembers uh, episode three that I said, hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's what you, I, <laughs> I remember that, too. Yeah. How about remembering my birthday? <laughs> How about Christmas? Uh, <laughs> you know, that's a joke, everybody. My 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 little brother remembers my birthday. He's, <laughs> he's a good brother. Love him. 
except uh, for that moment on episode when he goes interesting actually interesting. <laughs> oh milwaukee brewers guys oh emerson oh wow listen i i think milwaukee wants National to get some of that energy yep. that that town is fired up right now i mean listen come on it's the town is this town is fired up right now they're gonna grab what the milwaukee bucks just did and they're gonna say hey listen we're not going to be denied huh milwaukee brewers listen i i expect them to pull this thing out right now they're in first place um, followed by Cincinnati Reds. Um, the Cardinals are right there. Um, the Cubs are right there. You never know what can happen. Um, I know all those teams know each other very well. And I, I, I have to go back to the trade deadline. What team will make the trade that will propel them to be um, um, that, that champion um, going down the stretch um, so that we can have a solid team for postseason baseball? Um, these trades as far as pitching or finding that extra bat that you need. Um, um, finding a bench player that can come in and, and, and play um, that can help your team. So I think um, waiting for the trade deadline to see what's going to happen and see some of the moves that some of the teams I expect to make. Um, you're gonna, like we stated earlier, some teams are going to be hitting the reset button. They're going to be dumping players. They're going to have a fire cell. So let's just see what happens. But I see Milwaukee right now. They're on fire. They're going to have some of the bucks at the games um, singing, take me out to the ball game, take me out to the park. <laughs> so <laughs> Milwaukee, I'm rooting for you. I like Milwaukee to stay on top right here. Um, Brewers to win this division. I'm, I'm going to um, go to uh, Terry Bryant. Give it to me quick for um... – the Milwaukee Brewers. I'll let you go first, T. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have Milwaukee coming out. Uh, it's funny, just a couple of weeks ago, that division was very tight. I think you have four teams that were, like, within uh, five or six games of each other for the division lead. But Milwaukee has kind of separated themselves Um I believe they have a seven game lead in the division right now. Um, and just I'll give credit to their ownership. I mean, they, they stuck with Craig council, the, their manager um, through some losing seasons. Um, and he's this year, he's gotten the best. They don't have a lot of big names on that team. He's gotten the best talent out of his players this year. Um, and their pitching staff, I mean, is is top notch. I mean, that's that's really where they kind of separate themselves in this division. Um, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodroff, and they got a closer, um, Josh Hader. Um, that's he's he's tough. So I, I see them coming out. I see them kind of creating more separation as um, we get through this halfway mark. And if they can add a free agent, you know, that can make an impact, that, that'd be even better for them. So, How about you, Brian? I got Milwaukee coming out of there. I think they have mm -hmm. a, a good stronghold on that uh, division. I think the Reds will probably fade out um, and pretty much everybody else in that division. Like T said, if that they can just pick up even a situational player, our pitcher, I think that would just help them out. 
just to keep a uh, lock, stock, and barrel on that division. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens in September. Yeah. <laughs> Fall is right around the corner. Oh. Guys, congratulations, Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA championship in six games. Terry. Yeah, I mean, think? I got to I got to give them kudos. I mean, they broke a 50 50 year dry spell. Um, I wish my Knicks could do something like that soon. But um yeah, they were down 2-0. Um I think they they are along with I think the Dallas Mavericks, the only team to um win the championship, NBA championship down 2-0. Um and they they did their they did it defensively, in my opinion. They were able mm-hmm. to uh wear Chris Paul down. Um you know, Drew Holiday applying pressure full court. And I think the big thing was in pick and roll situations, Milwaukee was able to switch a lot of those situations and not be compromised defensively. Um, whereas Phoenix was able to do that in the couple series that were leading up to them getting into the finals. Uh, Giannis showed up. And he showed up in a big way. I mean, uh, 50 points. What do you have? I believe he had 14 rebounds and five blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to give Milwaukee credit. They offered him a, a really good contract for him to stay in Milwaukee and not walk um, after a couple of disappointing playoff losses. And I'll give him credit as well. Um, he stuck it out. Um, he felt like he owed it to the city of Milwaukee and the, and the ownership as well as his teammates to stay in Milwaukee and get the job done. Um, we talked about his free throw shooting. You want to talk about a turnaround um, in terms of free throw shooting. I mean, at one point he was like 55% in the postseason. He shot, he made 17 out of 19 free throws in this closeout game, which was big. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he, he played up to the potential that that's why Milwaukee drafted him exactly what you saw in game six. That's what they expected out of him. And he's only 26. And the scary part is he can only get better. That's, that's what's really scary about it. Yep. How about you, Brian? That was, one of the top three greatest closeout games I, I've seen. I think a lot of people have seen. Uh, Giannis put on an absolute show um, for a closeout game with all the pressure that he had on him. Um, and give Milwaukee credit. Um, they will and they put the pressure on the Suns which I thought the Suns would win that series. And they came back and swept them. Nobody would have expected that. And so you have to give them all the the kudos in the world. And Giannis, I'm going to say this in relations to some of the things we said about Ben Simmons. 
he mentally showed you what mental toughness is regarding fans, free throw shooting, not being able to win. When the pressure got on him, it did not affect his game. He would still drive the ball to the hole. He would go to the free throw line, shoot, make or miss. It didn't stop him from keep going to the basket, and he did it. So I, I got to give them credit or give him credit for that. And like T said, being only 26, he can only get better with that. And I just want to give a couple of Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, I want to give them their uh, props as well. Middleton played well. Um, I thought he always had up and down games where you couldn't really be consistent, but he he, he showed up. And I, I'm going to give him that as well as Drew Holiday, which me and T talked about in some of his games. I thought him playing point guard kind of affected his aggression offensively because you're asking somebody to play defense on the best players, run the club, and I want you to score. It's a yeah. lot to ask for a person that's not a true point guard. So give them credit. You know, um, one of the things that I noticed in the game, he is a long, lengthy young man. His stride is long. His arm extension is long. I mean, two steps was almost like a mile when yeah. he was going to the basket. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like he's moving slow. He's moving smooth. Like there's, there's no effort to it that he, he could just do it easy. And I give him credit. People talked about him saying, you know what? I don't think he's got the mental toughness. I don't think he's, his game is really there. And he put it on display. Yeah. Two, <laughs> two down. And he didn't, you know, he didn't, you know, pout about it. He says, I'm going to play. And his results showed yeah i mean um i think he he probably well he does have i believe that was game four uh that block on deandre ayton mm -hmm. that that is probably one of that's going to be one of uh, a memorable uh playoff moment um highlight reel um you're talking LeBron block status mm -hmm. uh, that that block was incredible and you know game game five they were at one point they were down 25 points yeah and it showed a lot of resilience um in that game to come back and win it and I feel like after that they had the confidence and they were going back home they knew they could um pull this one out and get game six and close out yeah. and one thing that that um, Brian and Terry that I noticed, there's a lot of Milwaukee Bucks basketball fans. Oh yes, they are. I was yeah. like, 
when they showed the fans outside, I was like, good gravy. That's a lot of people out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I said, you know what? This is really awesome. And is really awesome for the game. Yeah. And for other fans to mm-hmm. see, get, look, hey, you think of Milwaukee, small town, small market. Look how the fans came out to support their NBA basketball yeah. team. Not yeah. the Green Bay Packers, their NBA Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, kudos to them. Yeah. And and the one thing I want to say, too, in regards to them, um, I'm not going to say, uh, let me rephrase, I was going to say the right way, but I'm not going to say that. They did it the old school way. They mm-hmm. drafted their players, Middleton, Giannis, and they built around that the foundation. And yeah. And, and another one is kudos for Giannis wanting to stay in Milwaukee. Yeah. Where that some of these guys go, you know what? I want to go play with my best friend and let's, let's have three all-stars on the same team. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. Kudos for him wanting to stay in a small market and stay with the fans in Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. He could have left. He could have yes, left. They had a past yeah. couple of years, they had some disappointing playoff performances. Um, last year, losing to Miami. Um, you know, he he could have just said, you know what, I I did all I could do here and I, it's time for me to move on. And he did it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Now we go to a sad story. Chris Paul. Mm. Keep your head up high. But after losing a 2-0 lead, yeah, you got to drop your head low. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, you guys text information on this during the week. Mm. Uh, 2008. 2-0 lead playing for the Pelicans versus the Spurs. Lost. 2013, 2-0 lead playing for the Clippers versus Grizzlies. Lost. 2016, 2-0 lead playing for the Clippers versus the Trailblazers. Lost. 2021, 2-0 lead playing for the Phoenix Suns versus the Bucks. Lost. Yeah. Mm. I, guys, I still put Chris Paul up there high. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And what do you feel about that, Terry? Um. Yeah, he's still one of the top point guards in the league. Um, Brian and I actually had a discussion um uh, earlier this week just in terms of it did we think maybe he maybe he was injured um because his performance seemed to kind of drop off after game two um he just didn't seem I I guess late in the game to make an impact for the Suns um and we thought maybe something was wrong with his hand we discussed that uh, my takeaway from it was it, it seemed to me that Milwaukee 
kind of amped up their defensive pressure and could have been, you know, wearing him down physically. Uh, one other thing we talked about is Phoenix, for whatever reason, didn't seem to um, want to involve uh, DeAndre Ayton in the offense a little bit more than they have been doing and kind of relying on pick and rolls um, that didn't really involve him, which kind of allowed Milwaukee to kind of switch out defensively and not really have to be, uh, not really have to scramble around defensively to recover, to try to stop, you know, Phoenix from scoring. So I don't know, um, you know, Chris Paul, he's from the old school. If, if he was hurt physically, he's, he's not going to use it as an excuse, but Again, you know, kudos, top point guard in the league. Uh, I was pulling for him to win it, you know, just because I know that that window, there's a lot of great players in the league, past and present, that don't have an NBA championship. And that window closes. It gets smaller every year. So, yeah. Brian? Yeah, I, I, I felt bad for him because I did want him to win. That's uh, just me and my heart there. But uh, can't take anything away from Milwaukee. Um, and as T kind of, our Terry just kind of elaborated on, we, we had those discussions because it just seemed like after the game two, <clears throat> Chris Paul, he just, you, you just seen him had uncharacteristic turnovers, just dribbling the ball. And he, he was turning over there. Um, he was making turnovers, passes in the air. So, like Terry said, it could be or could have been just the pressure on him, wearing him down, or it could have been something else. And I, I agree on another thing is that they should have did a little bit more pick and rolls. With For some reason, they was doing pick and rolls, and with Giannis would be on Chris Paul, and that's not a good matchup. So – get Brooke Lopez in the pick and roll yes. and, and exploit that. So I, I don't know what the communication was or what they were trying to do. And I thought Paul should have been a little bit more aggressive when they was pressuring. He should have been looking to score because he was trying to pass and they was not letting them pass. He, they were just playing the passing lanes. So it's, it's sad because you know, the window opportunities closing for him and it's closing mm -hmm. fast so hopefully he'll get another opportunity and we'll see we'll wind up seeing where he lands at there's talks about him moving or being moved so it was a great thing for the nba um for them just to pull off the whole uh, season so and we got to see some good basketball so that was uh pretty much it you know, I give <clears throat> I give kudos to Chris Paul, 37 years old, and he was still playing at a high level. And he was the leader of the team. Where that some of the young kids needed to tell him, I got this. And they were not ready to step into the shoes because they're, they're players. They can see when another player is off their game. And sometimes as a coach, you got to say to the other player, look, it's your time. Take it over. But 
unfortunately, the young kids are not there yet. And hopefully they will get there next year. And maybe, maybe Chris Paul will get another chance to um, be in the NBA finals in, and the NBA championship rounds to win a championship ring. Guys, another good show. Yes, very much. We lost our hype, man. Yeah. I don't know what happened with him. Got that <laughs> Fios internet or something. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we tease him about that. Yeah. Malcolm went to go get Malcolm's on a shrimp boat in Emerson. <laughs> I guess he's in the backyard working on his jumper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, Terry, uh -huh. good show. Yep. And to our audience, please, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. We love to get your comments on the show, how we can improve. And if, and if you can, please hit the subscribe button and the like button. We enjoy it all. So on that note, we say good night until next week. Brian, Good night, everybody. Good. We love you. <laughs> Thank you, Frazier. <laughs> you got that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Let me All hear right. the music. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone.